That's a great question, Ed. And I think it's a bit of both. You know, we have what we call Chad's soapbox and that's where something happened recently and I get on a soapbox and I talk about it. I mean, there's nothing better than real world scars and stripes, right? To help you learn and, and, and avoid making the same mistakes or, or learning the same lessons that we did. Because you know what? You can be as much of an expert as you want. This is an ever-changing market and you will learn every single day. <laughs> I hope you're ready for today's episode of Dead America doing Let's get into this. In this episode, we have with us Chad Sutton. He is the host of Real Estate Runway. Chad, could you please introduce yourself? Give a little background on yourself and what you do, please. Absolutely, Ed. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yes, so my name is Chad Sutton. I am one of the managing partners of a company called Quattro Capital. And we're really uh, more of a group of real estate investors who banded together to try to make it accessible to everybody. You know, I mean, it's really frustrating that a lot of the really lucrative investments uh, here in this country have only been available to the uber wealthy in the past. And we aim to change that once we crack the code. So, you know, Quattro Capital sounds legitimate. It is legitimate, but it is not an institution. We are just a band of normal people who figured out a better way to build wealth for ourselves, and our families while improving the lives of residents uh, in the communities we acquire at the same time. So that being said, Quattro Capital decided to create a podcast aimed at really expressing what it is that we do, how others can do it, and really just giving bite-sized episodes because, I mean, Ed, the mind can only endure what the butt can endure, to put it frankly. So we <laughs> like to have car ride length episodes, 30 minutes in length, right? So that you don't have to listen to me drone on for an hour and a half about something you may halfway understand. But... A little bit more about me. I am a father of two. I am a recovering engineer. I was a, a nerd for a long time in the engineering <laughs> field. I, I uh, designed everything from rocketry to you know aircraft engines and things of that sort. If you've ever boarded a commercial airliner, chances are I've touched some part of that plane. Uh, really rewarding career, but you know what? I figured out, Ed, I looked down one day and I realized wow, my wife and I have figured out how to make a lot of money, but we really haven't gotten any better off than we were when we started, you know, just expenses <laughs> rose and, and everything like that. We figured out what the American dream was, right? It's the perpetual hamster wheel. And so what we set out to do, Ed, was, was figure out a better way. And along the way, you know, I lost my grandfather, who was a very, very influential character in my life. He was a big Texas man, boisterous, loud, obnoxious. We all loved him. but in his dying days, you know, he uh, he had put together a real estate portfolio. And I'd also followed him through corporate America. He was a big executive for a long time. And I thought, man, that's that's making it right there. You make a couple hundred thousand a year. You do whatever it is you want with your time. Wrong. 
you get in a position like that, the company owns you. And the bigger you, the higher up the ladder you climb, the bigger the target is on your back. And eventually someone shoots that target and you fall to the bottom. You know, that's what happened to him. He eventually got smart and put a bunch of money in real estate and started building a, a single family housing rental portfolio. He provided homes to, to people in central Texas. And I never really, really, I never really, really understood why he was doing it. I worked on him as a kid, you know, summer jobs to earn a little cash, but I never really understood it as an, as a cash flowing investment. And that's really where the story starts, you know? So I'll pause there and we can uh, go back to you for a second, Ed. Well, real estate is very intriguing. First of all, it's very lucrative and very, very complicated. I, I learned through buying my place that you just don't go in slap the check down and actually just move in it takes quite some times in cases and it doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go how did you decide to bring this to a podcast you know you're right about that it doesn't often go where you want it to go and so we aim to create something that we can help people take off on their real estate investing journey, i.e. real estate runway. And you're right. I mean, most, when most people think about real estate investment, they don't think about buying football stadiums or the Empire State Building or, you know, it, at the core of it, those are just rental, rental properties. You know, the Empire State Building rents out office space to companies from around the world. Same thing with the, with the Jets stadium, right? Their tenant is the New York Jets. So those, those are just unfathomable because of how large they are. But then you go to the other, the other limit and, you know, for you and I, you think, oh, I, I invest in real estate. I, I bought uh, my home and then I bought, you know, one other rental property that maybe I have a friend living in and paying me rent, right? Well, that's, that is real estate investing, but it's on a very small scale. What's the problem with that, Ed? It's what's most attainable, I mean, any individual can stow away, you know, from ten to fifty thousand dollars, depending on what market you're in, for a down payment, and can go put that together. But the problem is, economies of scale, right? A roof for a single family home costs the amount of one roof. You still have to put a full size HVAC unit in place. Appliances cost the same amount. Well. It really and vacancy is even worse, right? When you either have someone in the house or you don't, you're either 100% occupied or 100% vacant. So, without just a little bit of rigor, you can wind up eating up your entire year's profits just in a you know a month of vacancy or maybe two. So, that's one way to do it, and that's the way you do it on your own. But what we figured out is. It is actually possible to band together individuals just like you and me with, you know, modest investment amounts. And we can go buy a $20 million apartment community of 200 units that are all the same. They all have the same cabinet layout or similar cabinet layout, similar appliance needs, smaller air conditioners. They all share one or one to three roofs, depending on the number of buildings you have. And guess what? It throws off enough income that you can afford to hire a professional team to run it for you, right? So no longer does real estate investment look like spending your weekends plunging toilets and dealing yeah. with angry renters and dealing with people moving out in the middle of the night. No more. You don't have to do it that way, right? You come join Quattro Capital on a project like what we're doing and you buy a piece of it. 
you know, and, and we're not a hedge fund. So you don't have those exorbitant fees. You know, we, we only make money when the project makes money. So it, it's a much better way to do it. We're all benefiting because we get the economies of scale by investing our money with others. And we get to leverage our experience into, you know, running these larger assets that quite frankly are easier to run than having 10 small ones, you know? So why do we create real estate runway? This is a very foreign concept to a lot of people, right? I mean, where could I possibly even trust someone with any of my hard-earned money to go and invest in a large asset and get the economies of scale? Well, you got to bite it off in chunks, just like everything in this world. It's really not that complicated once you know the recipe, right? And so you got to learn a little bit about how the debt works. You got to learn a little bit about what you know, people like me have to look for when they're buying these assets to make sure it's not a ticking time bomb. Like well, yes. what's underground in the plumbing? What's what's in the walls with the electrical? Is the roof about to cave in, you know? And oh, by the way, are you buying in a market that is on the up and up? Or are you buying on a market that's spiraling down the toilet? We call this catching the falling knife. Yeah. If you bought in New York City in 2019, you'd be catching a falling knife because it plummeted when COVID hit and no one paid rent anymore, right? Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, even during COVID, every market that we played in because of our market research and, and you know, putting us in the right path of progress at any given point, no matter how steep the recession on a national or global level, there is a market in this country making money. And so it's all about finding that market and getting in the path of the progress that's happening and making sure that all the development gobbles your property up and makes it worth twice as much as it was before, you know? So there's a science to this, Ed. And that's why we created this podcast because it really shouldn't be a secret. You know, what we know is really just common sense applied to larger transactions. You just have to, yeah, you got to get over that limiting belief of I can't buy a $20 million building. Friend, yes, you can. And we can help you do it. That's a very good concept because I've seen that routine being in place a few times and the people are very successful doing it. Uh, cooperative events can really up your game, especially when you flip it or you find the right market for it. Uh, Eric Cabral, he does the same sort of thing. Uh, and they make millions on this. And I've been wondering the same thing. How the heck do they get started? A lot of people don't realize you can reach out to people like you and actually invest small to get going in bigger chunks. How does that process work for somebody getting involved with your company to invest those smaller amounts? Yeah, I'm glad you asked, Ed. So, you know, first of all, I have to say that this is the one time where you don't want to go find the biggest company to do this with, right? If you go find the equivalent of a JP Morgan Chase or someone of that size who is who is providing or, or a fidelity who's providing these types of investments in the form of funds, you're going to get the same performance that you get on your typical mutual fund. It's not going to be any better. These guys are not incentivized to perform and they're getting paid fees whether you win or lose. It's a negative. It's not even a zero sum game. It's a negative sum game, just like the stock market. So you want to look for someone you know, like, and trust, and you have to get to know them first. So there are groups like Quattro Capital out there. I can name a few. I mean, there's passiveinvesting.com. There is 
uh, uh, Kingdom Capital. I mean, all sorts of groups like this who are just a few really talented people who put together a small company that's very lean. We don't have a lot of payroll and overhead and bills to pay. We just buy and operate properties and the properties pay their own bills. So the benefit is you're getting into you know, a single asset one at a time and that you can touch and feel. I mean, when's the last, if, if you ever invested in, in a stock before, Ed, maybe Apple or GE or something? I've owned stock in the companies that I've worked in. Okay. Well, that's even better. You're a little bit better than everybody else, but let's say you, you bought stock in, in Apple, right? I mean, when's the last time you got to call up, you know, Steve Jobs and ask him how things were going? You, you don't get that luxury, right? That's what you get when you work with groups like this. So, so here's the deal. How do you get started? Well, I don't recommend you go out and try to do this on your own out of the gate, right? Read books. There are a lot of good books out there. Listen to podcasts like Real Estate Runway, like The Best Ever Real Estate Investing Advice by Joe Fairless, like Dan Hanford's podcast, uh, Multifamily Syndication. I mean, th there, are, there are plenty of podcasts out there and books where you can listen and, and get your chops a little bit. But invest with a group like ours first. Watch how the investment is run. Watch how it performs. And if you think, wow, I really like just getting this mailbox money and I found a group or groups that I know, like, and trust, keep investing with them. Or maybe you figure out, you know, I really want to do this. I really think that I'm that I'm able, I have the business savvy and, and, and the real estate chops to be able to go acquire these things, put these transactions together and not only make money on my money, but also get a cut for making the deal perform, right? Being the one who's driving the ship. So maybe you go that route. But I think as far as getting started, guys, just put one foot in front of the other. Come listen to Real Estate Runway. I mention other podcasts all the time that will help you uh, in your journey because I'm not the only one out there. There's a lot of my friends and, and colleagues and, and people I've crossed paths with in the industry who have fabulous podcasts that talk about all sorts of value-add content. That'll get you comfortable to make your first investment. And then once you start to get an idea how it goes, either keep investing as a passive investor, we call them limited partners, or get involved at, on the management side as a general partner. We've also worked with young uh, we call them real estatepreneurs, right? Who are <laughs> building their own small companies and, and, you know, they'll work under us as a co-sponsor to kind of learn how we operate and how we make things happen. So we also love just growing people, Ed. It's not just about buying real estate and, and turning it into something better, old made new, but it's also about growing people, whether that be helping people build wealth for themselves and their families in a better way or helping them grow and become little, you know, little miniature versions of us. That really makes life worth living when we reach out and we educate others because that truly is how you grow wealth. You educate yourself. And yes, there are many fabulous podcasters out there talking about these sort of things. How do you come up with episodes? Do you just off the cuff or is there a process that you put your episodes together with? That's a great question, Ed. And I think it's a bit of both. You know, we have what we call Chad's soapbox and that's where something happened recently and I get on a soapbox and I talk about it. I mean, there's nothing better than real world scars and stripes, right? To help you learn and, and, and avoid making the same mistakes or, or learning the same lessons that we did. Because you know what? You can be as much of an expert as you want. This is an ever-changing market and you will learn every single day. For example, you think Donald Trump, who's been doing 
you know, real estate transactions, forget his political side, but he's been doing real estate transactions as, as long as many of us have been alive. Do you think he knew anything about an eviction moratorium that happened during COVID? That was new. It never happened before, right? Actually, that's a good point that you bring Donald Trump up not knowing about that eviction moratorium, because that is something that never has happened before. Coming up with an episode to cover something like that is very informative to people, because if people like Donald Trump doesn't know about something like this, I can guarantee you nobody really knows about this because you just stated the fact there he is in real estate he's been in real estate forever and really in my opinion nobody does it quite like donald trump that's the right way to put it you know and so we cover current events just like that ed and you know we also do interview style just like you and i are doing we'll bring industry professionals i mean we have a big team right and that we contract people to help us with whatever aspect we need for example who would have thought that leaky pipes or toilet flappers can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash flow a year in, in a 20 million dollar building who would have thought just leaky flappers and maybe a couple of pinhole leaks in your pipes it's not much but it drains there are experts that we work with that are water conservation uh, uh, providers, and they will come in with efficient packages where they can buy things at scale. They'll go replace all my toilet flappers, all my toilets if I want, all my faucets into low flow efficient fixtures such that we can cut our water bill by 50% and pass those savings along not only to our investors, but to our residents. You know, nobody wants to be paying a high water bill. So things like that. You know, sometimes we bring attorneys on to talk about certain legal issues that we, and ramifications that we have to deal with. So, you know, while we are the expert in operating these these types of properties for a severe profit and then subsequently selling them, we are not an expert in every niche in the industry. And so for that, we bring on our trusted embedded partners uh, that we've worked with to bring pass that information on to the listener. So when you bring your guest on, what is your recording process? How do you record your episodes? And then also, how do you edit the episode and get it prepared and ready to go live? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the podcasting process in general. So our format is very simple. You know, first I'll bring the guest on and I will read their provided three-point bio. This is just kind of like what Ed did for me. It's just to introduce who I am and why I'm credible, right? And then I ask, I always ask that person to tell me about themselves because I, I feel that the listeners need to first connect with the individual before you jump right into the meat and potatoes, right? And then we spend the rest of the 20 minutes or so remaining in a 30-minute episode talking on whatever meat and potatoes that they were going to discuss. For example, uh, you know, the water conservation guys would talk about the common pitfalls that ail property owners and the, and the common myths that go along with it. And then, you know, we, just like everybody else, we do a fun little lightning round type of thing where we talk about that person's superpower and their biggest failure to date and what it taught them. And you know, at Quattro Capital, we're built on four pillars. That's why we're called Quattro. It is people first, property second, profit third, because we're in this to make money for our investors as well, as well as ourselves. 
and then philanthropy. Like you got to be a good person and give back to this world. So we always feature in that third question, what philanthropy our listeners can support on the guest's behalf, you know, to really help whatever cause they're going after. So that's kind of the format. And then at the end, you know, I like to record right on the spot, like a 15 second, maybe 20 second summary of the episode so that, you know, I mean, you guys are busy. I'm busy. I don't want to listen to every episode that, you know, Real Estate Runway has. I may know half of it, right? But I can listen to the first, I can read the title and then I can listen to the first 15 seconds to let hear the, you know, me as the host expand on the title. And then within 20 seconds, I can decide if I want to listen or not, right? I hope to hook you for every episode, but I also understand that, you know, sometimes you may not need to hear that episode, right? It may not apply to you or you may already know that part. So that's really the episode format, Ed. And then as far as post-production, I'll be honest with you, I have hired a team to do this. Uh, because my primary focus is running my real estate company. I do not have the, uh, quite frankly, the skill or the bandwidth to edit. <laughs> so I work with a company called Streamline Podcasts. They are fantastic. They are, they are young, but they're efficient. They employ uh, labor from around the world and, and third world countries. Uh, and, and they really provide sustainable tech jobs in the form of podcast editing and SEO optimi- or search engine optimization and things of that sort to really, you know, take my raw Zoom audio and video and then give me back released audio content with show notes and search engine optimized material. And then I get social media assets uh, that I can have my other team go promote, you know, to really, uh, by the way, Recording a podcast and launching a podcast is one thing. Promoting it is an entirely different uh, art, as I'm sure you you know very well, Ed. Yes. Uh, so that's really our process. And, uh, of course, being the recovering engineer that I am, I'm very process-oriented. So on the front end, you know, when you – if you want to come be a guest on the show, you would simply go to our website, which I'm sure we'll discuss at the end and, and feature in the show notes – but you would simply go to our website and then it's really all automated from there. We have a little infographic video to tell you what to do. You click on a Calendly link, book that, and everything's automated from there. So nobody touches the process until you get to me in the recording. I record it. I then move the task to the next step and my team takes it from there. So it's uh, that was my one stipulation when the team asked me to launch this podcast is I will record, but nothing else. <laughs> that was a very wise move, Chad. (laughs) Because yes, the technical end of it and getting all of the editing done and the post-production, you know, you can just skip it, but a lot of people miss the meaning of that portion of podcasting. And if you can't do it properly, yeah, it's better to hire out. Jennifer and I spoke about this on the first episode of Napod Pomo, where there's four stages of podcasting, basically, where you can start with just a phone and record your audio. Then there's the place where you actually want to start building a home studio. And there's a lot to podcasting. It really benefits a lot of people, and a lot of people use podcast editors and services to get this accomplished. Myself, I am tirelessly trying to 
up my game and learn more and more about podcasting. And that's why I chose to go this route instead of just anchor. I want to dive deep into it, understand the meaning of podcasting. And that is very important. When you are running a business like you do, you want professionalism. It really matters. Let's talk about how people can get involved with you, hook up with you, and possibly record a podcast or receive some of your services. Absolutely. So to find the show anywhere podcasts are uh, hosted as well as soon to be YouTube, you can actually find it now. There's just not many episodes there yet. Real Estate Runway. Simply type it in, you'll find it, and you can listen to the show. Now, if you want to contact Quattro Capital about either working together or just to you know talk more about this whole concept of financial freedom and and you know investing in big real estate without being institutionalized, as I like to call it, by the big financial institutions, you know, contact us at Quattro Capital. And the website is thequattroway.com. Now, Quattro is Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, just like the Audi Quattro. You know, I guess you could say we're the Audi of real estate. But thequattroway.com is a better way, and it's the Quattro way. And this is what we aim to share with everybody. Now, if you want to get on our podcast, you can either just remember thequattroway.com, but you can also go to thequattroway.com slash podcast, and you'll be able to see and follow the prompts to become a guest on the show. And we love to have you. I love having conversations with people of all walks of life. Don't be intimidated by some of the names we've had on there. I love to talk to the newbie just as much as I do the seasoned professional, like a Robert Kiyosaki or something like that. So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm assuming that can be in the show notes. So if you're driving down the road, folks, don't stop to write it down. Just scroll down after you get where you're going and you can find the link there. That is fantastic. And you know, what you do is a very needed product in the podcasting industry because there's many people that search for information on real estate and how you present it and the unique form and the professionalism of your podcast is fantastic. I want to say thank you for participating with us on Napod Pomo. Dead America podcast is all about finding new people and learning new, exciting things. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Ed. I really appreciate it. And best to all of your listeners and you as well. Mm-hmm.